Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket. Rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO rock stars. Oh, yeah. We are back. It is June 23rd, 2015. For those of you listening live, welcome to WebmasterRadio.fm's SEO Rockstars. And thank you to those listening to us on iTunes and iHeartRadio. This is Chris Boggs. I'm the founder of Web Traffic Advisors, and I'm joined by my amazing curator and fellow rock star, Frank Watson. Greetings, Frank. How's it going, mate? Uh, interesting week we've had. It has been an interesting week. In fact, um, this week is going to be a little bit different than we run it slightly on SEO Rockstars, too. Frank is going to be uh, sort of manning the ship because he's the one with the screen, and I actually am in transit from a networking event. So uh, I do know that our first story this week, though, is a big one, as it always is when it comes to SEO, and that's that there has been a confirmed algorithm update, and it is not a panda uh, rehash or redux or whatever you want to call it. Frank, what's the word on the new algorithm update? There was a report Thursday last week by Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Land that uh, Google had confirmed that they'd made uh, some updates to the core search algorithm and that it had nothing to do with Panda Penguin or the HTTP S-related stuff that's been going on, uh, which is, you know, it's like, okay, so you've made a change. It's not any of those, but you're not going to tell us because Gary Ellis, uh, I always pronounce Gary's name wrong, but he said out on Twitter that, you know, I can't comment more on this. We make hundreds of changes every year. You know the rest. Yeah, you just won't tell us what's going on. But, you know, meanwhile, the search results have been dancing, and you know it's really, really hard to determine what's going on with this. Okay, it's not Panda and Penguin, and those are expected to make some changes soon. But um, the the so are the there any is, are there any specific industries that are um, so far uh, sort of being bought to the limelight as a result of this news, or is the SEO community still reacting in general? Because I haven't seen any strong stories yet, uh, and I certainly haven't seen any in, in the brief reviews, and I haven't had any panicky client calls, so w- what's the uh, general early consensus uh, if there is nothing specific kind of like Panda and Penguin that you could look at, uh, what are people looking at, and, and are there anyone, uh, you know, is there anyone climbing, uh, crying, uh, crying foul? I mean, the problem is they've made a change at the beginning of last month to uh, a bit of the core search algorithm. And again, we don't specifically know. So, you know, we, we end up with, you know, what they call, you know, like a Google quality update, which, you know, it's pretty vague. But the problem is there's been so many other things going on that it's really been hard for anyone specifically to, uh, to, to pinpoint down what sort of things have happened. You know, there's been a lot of movement on the various sites that monitor the changes in search results. So what, you know, so they're seeing that. But what happened during the week was that uh, Wikipedia moved to HTTPS. 
you know, they moved their entire site over that way. So, I mean, that had a huge effect because temporarily they were down and then they bounced back up. So you take all the Wikipedia results away, you know, temporarily, you know, the ranks dropped as the, you know, the whole change was done. Uh, that would have had a serious, you know, oh, my God, what's happening with the results? You know, I popped up, I popped right. down, you know. So Moz has a what they call a, a temperature uh, gauge, or I guess I, I can't remember the exact name, but uh, it was the highest temperature ever recorded in terms of the amount of changes seen across the SERPs, uh, the search engine result pages that they monitor. It's an interesting point, Frank, because in the past, especially with Penguin, Penguin and Panda, you could argue that those came about as a result primarily of over-optimization by SEOs. Uh, you know, we don't want to point everything at and, and, and have the fact uh, or the, uh, I guess you could say, the, the reason of there being algorithm updates laid squarely on the shoulder of SEOs. But Panda and Penguin primarily attacked methodologies that were you know, gone to the well too many times uh, from an SEO perspective. So could it be possible that this new algorithm is more geared towards other stuff that webmasters do uh, and, and that the social, uh, you know, the, the social world, the signals that it sends and the various, the, the growing authority that some entities within social community, uh, you know, the larger social communities like Facebook and LinkedIn and, and Twitter, is it possible that these algorithm updates won't really affect or, or be noticed by SEOs because they're more of a general tweaking, uh, as per se? Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. Uh, the Pendu and Penguin were, were dealt with, you know, the quality of the actual content, and then, you know, Penguin was the quality of an over-optimization of the text links. Uh, this seems, you know, initially uh, Pete Myers was uh, thinking that it was a HTTPS algorithm update, but that's where Gary, Gary Illis came out and said that it wasn't. But, you know, we also have heard different and things Wikipedia. from Google. Because which of the fact that Wikipedia made why, the change. Right, which is why possibly that, it, that um, Moz's uh, scientist, Dr. Myers, uh, said, you know, that it was an HTTPS-related thing because there was a lot of data in there uh, when that, with that drop or shake-up of Wikipedia. Is that what Myers has said uh, was the reason for his uh, initial uh, theory? Okay. Obviously, a large part of it, you know, because they were just yeah. seeing that sort of reaction. And then John Mueller, uh, a few days ago on his uh, office hours, was talking, you know, was saying that, Changing your website to HTTPS is you know, a good move. It doesn't make a significant change. It does when you do it, temp you know, that the initial, you know, for them to crawl back, it's like, well, where, you know, now there's a redirect, you know, that's slowing things down. The HTTPS stuff at times, especially when you're putting it over to mobile, which represents such a high number, slows down the page load times and that impacts. So, I mean, how well you do a certain thing, you know, and, and changing your website over to, you know, an SSL uh, can impact your rankings, not because what Google's looking at in terms of that, you know, implementing the HTTPS, but purely based on the page load. All right. Well, we know one thing, and that's that everyone knows that there has been a change, and we're still trying to figure out exactly 
Um, if there's anything we as search engine optimizers by trade can learn from it. If there are any SEOs out there or any webmasters that have noticed specific changes, please do let us know. Contact us at our uh, Facebook or Twitter accounts or you know, reach out to us or myself directly. Frank, what's next on tap uh, for the topic before we go to break? Well, moving, <clears throat> moving along on, you know, let's keep getting information from Google. Uh, Barry, again, over at Search Engine Roundtable, uh, went through how a lot of people are misusing no-index directives. They, you know, they're wrapping them around body content to, you know, specifically say not to index there's certain pages that they're pointing to. And uh, what's happening, what, what Google's starting to notice is that a lot of people aren't doing it right. And what happens is that tag that you may not want the page that you're pointing at not to be indexed is actually no indexing the page that you're on, you know, that, that, that they're putting the code on. You know, often- no indexing comes up every once in a while. And it's surprising how the story is always a little bit different, but obviously the main core issue is that it's blocking content from indexation. Now, in the case for, for me, I actually have a client I was doing uh, some research on, and there was something that just didn't seem right because of the, you know, the theme of the site and some of the rankings that they were getting that were very head and then some that were much more long tail, but there was no real evidence of shoulder. And so it turned out that they have about eight major categories and each of those category pages were no indexed. And I have no idea why. I can't, I can't seem to elicit from them who and when this decision was made. Uh, but for some reason, some SEO at some point decided that it would be better to simply no index the entire category level of a publishing type of site. So um, this is, you know, this version here seems to be a little bit less commonly used, which is to use a no index on a specific element of the web page, and in this case, the body. Frank, what's an example where you may want to know index the body of a page versus allowing the rest to be indexed? Uh, can you think of one? Well, yeah, I mean, if, if in the footer, I mean, if you have a footer that just has, you know, your terms and conditions, privacy, that sort of stuff, you know, you, you don't really don't need those pages to be indexed. You want them there, you know, for people to have a look at and in a lot of cases, you know, you need them there for particular advertising, you know, to get into certain advertising. Uh, but, you know, they don't really need to be indexed. So, I mean, that would be a case. And if it's being put in the footer and you're doing it site-wide and you don't do it right, you could find yourself, you know, the entire website being knocked out. Well, and that's dangerous. The no-index tag, much like the robots text file, are two of the most dangerous things, uh, you know, that SEOs can use. It is important uh, to leverage robots text and no index directives, especially if you're in a dev version and you're afraid that Google may crawl uh, the development version of your site and then have uh, pages that don't end up on your main site being indexed and so forth. So there are reasons to use it, but uh, again, it comes up. It's one of these topics that there are specific commands that you can use within the SEO world that you have to be careful with because they are a ninja sword and that they can cut your finger just as easily as they can help you uh, with SEO. So we're going to take a break on that note and be right back with you. Stay with us on SEO Rockstars. You're listening to the SEO Rockstars exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. 
Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. The Hoth also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's maps and localized results, providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world. The Hoth offers link and citation building services you can trust. Get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to thehoth.com slash radio. T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. All right, everyone, we're back. Thanks for staying with us. Frank, what's next up? Uh, the next one actually is something that I think a lot of SEOs always have some problems with unless you're, you know, have done it a bunch of times, and that's uh, migrating a website. There's a really decent article. Uh, from top rank blog, uh, Evan Prokop wrote about things to think about when you're doing a site migration. And you know, there's always problems. You know, you, you know, people don't quite know how to do 301s, this, that, and the other. And, and those technical parts isn't what's being covered here. It's more about how to sort of look at the process and and how to you know assess what you're going to do. And he brings across a bunch of things I've actually used, not from this, but, you know, very similar when I work with people that need to have a site move to a different domain or if they move it to WordPress and, uh, you know, everything's going to change as far as the naming conventions and things like that. But the first thing he says is top viewed website content. Make sure you aren't cutting your content, you know, that your audience loves. And that's, you know, so in other words, You've got to look at the old site, find out the pages that are really, you know, that are driving traffic and that'll, you know, have whether it's called seasonal or evergreen or, you know, it's just you're constantly updating it so that people come back to see what's going on. Those sort of pages you really want to take some care with. But he also then goes, you know, with your least viewed content. Look at, you know, you may have 
you know, if, if it's a decent sized site, you'll have some pages that rank for a while, but now, you know, for whatever reason, have dropped away. The content is outdated. Uh, those pages, you know, there's no sense trying to replicate that content and bring it over to the new site. When you're better off there, and as he says, even the best sites have some junk. Take this opportunity to drop it or to improve it. Uh, I mean, that, yeah, that's a great uh, point. obviously, and you, I think, I mean, to add to that from an SEO perspective, you know, this ties right into what some, you know, SEOs together with website owners and designers should be thinking about now, especially when they're doing a redesign, is was there content that we developed for SEO in the 2000s, which when you look at other high-performing sites in our specific sector, uh, they don't have that type of content. So do we need to bring it over, whether or not, you know, we spent a lot of money on it and, and we really, you know, did it for SEO, but you might still want to consider retiring some of that content. Uh, and the other thing, while I got the mic here, is that there's an image uh, situation too. You have to be careful because I've seen issues in Webmaster Tools, which is now known as Search Console, where there's 404s uh, that you can then find and verify using a tool like Xenu or something uh, that are coming from dead links on your site. And it turns out that some of your image assets potentially still being stored on the old domain or on a URL that's on the old domain and didn't get moved over. So there's a lot of things uh, when you're thinking about redirects that, you know, think about the content, like you said, that you should move because it, it has a lot of authority that it's developed. Uh, but also think about the content that maybe you shouldn't move over because it's passe. And if, like everyone in your industry, you know, it's some sort of a service industry, do you really need encyclopedic content about the industry that you service or... Was that really just put there for SEO? That's the question you have to ask yourself in 2015, I think. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. And I mean, the other part of what he talks about is, you know, looking at click maps, which is really clever. You know, it's like, look at where the people on the old site were clicking and, you know, like use a heat map, use, you know, the click maps, and then, you know, use that information when you're redesigning the site, the new site, so that, you know, you, you improve your navigation, you improve the layout of your site, which improves user, you know, experience, obviously, you know, will decrease or should decrease your bounce rate and your, you know, page views. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's a, that's a good one. You know, I, I, haven't used, I haven't thought of that one. It's now one that I'm going to put in my back pocket and use all the time to uh, search out what, what people have been doing on your old site. And uh, the other thing that he mentions is pass to conversion. This I do look at. You know, you want to have a look in your Google Analytics or whatever analytics you're using to look at the paths that people are taking to, you know, to convert for whatever methods, you know, or things that you're measuring as conversion. And that way, you know, you can, you can get a feel for what pages are associated together. Uh, maybe even be able to pull out one step of that conversion, you know, be aware of it, A-B test it, but take as much knowledge as you can from the old site and don't bring over the, the old garbage. Try and, you know, take the best of what was happening over at the old site. Obviously, people upgrade their websites to, you know, improve user experience or change to a different domain and, you know, or a slightly different direction of what they're doing. And, you know, those ideas are really good. 
Well, you know, I mean, that's a great example, Frank, what you just went through and the discussion you just had with me about SEO and the marriage between SEO and design and user experience. You know, 5, 10, 15 years ago, as SEOs, we were more concerned about helping the search engines to understand what our content was about and, and that people liked it in terms of ex- external people liked it by means of links and stuff. Now, we really are more focused on, again, what it's about, but what's being consumed and are people liking it by showing through their user path that they like it. I think what we're going to do is, uh, do we have time for a quick one more quick topic before the next break, Frank? Yeah, I, I mean, there's acclaimseo.com, which, uh, guys, I fortunately haven't found you before, but now I'll keep coming back a little. They did uh, essential SEO suggestions to enhance your site rankings. And, um, you know, it's the best part of what I saw here was it, they have a diagram uh, around improving the user experience. As we are becoming more aware, and as you said earlier, it's not just about creating pages that are going to get thrown up into the search results. Nowadays, you know, it's Google's looking more on the user experience. They're looking at things like you know, reduced bounce rate and you know, page views, and, and we don't know for certain, but... You know, any type of conversion, obviously, you know, it's a happy user. And uh, they lay it out where you create the brand connection with your user. You go down to, you know, providing focused content as opposed to, you know, focusing it on, you know, mass keyword traffic terms. You're focusing your content more on the actual user so that you're not, they're not distracted. Make sure that the content on the page is about what they came in for. They talk about post-click strategy and targeting conversations, uh, you know, and just about being flexible and then testing, you know, testing what works for the user and improving your quality scores and things like that. And it's clever. And so I'd recommend that you go over and have a look. It's claimseo.com. Uh, forward slash blog, forward slash 708 hyphen essential hyphen SEO hyphen suggestions hyphen to hyphen enhance hyphen your hyphen site hyphen rankings. So guys, if you're SEOs, you know, that many hyphens doesn't really do you much good, but I found you and I'm giving a a hat tip to the diagram that you've got in there. Outstanding. One thing uh, to keep in mind there, uh, I think there's another article we're going to reference later on, or there's one that came across my feed earlier that says, uh, you know, there is no relation between the Google algorithm and Google Analytics. So, uh, yes, we can try to gain as much insight from that uh, as possible, but we shouldn't assume uh, that because something's happening in analytics that we see, that Google sees that and translates it somehow into the algorithm uh, for SEO ranking. Uh, we can talk about that when we get back with the rest of our final topics. Stay with us here on SEO Rockstars. You're listening to the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on webmasterradio.fm.
great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome yeah. back to SEO rock stars once again. Uh, this is Chris Boggs. I'm joined by Frank Watson, and we're here for the last segment of the show. I'm sorry if you hear some background noise. I'm currently driving through a torrential downpour in upstate New York. Frank, what's next on the uh, topic list? I fin- we were going to finish off with a couple of interesting little, uh, which could possibly be black hat things. Google announced that it's rolling out uh, a YouTube Newswire, which is going to curate real-time <clears throat> eyewitness clips. So in other words, user-generated content to be the eyewitness and they're actually going to set up a way, and this is classic, uh, you know, having a background as a journalist where they're saying, you know, the Newswire will feature global and regional feeds that serve the most relevant videos worldwide, and they're, they're working with Storyfill to uh, help curate it and, and verify some of the stuff, but they're also partnering uh, to teach, teach YouTube Newswire journalists to verify content and become impartial observers by forming a group it calls the First Draft Coalition, a group of social media journalists who will create educational resources on how to verify eyewitness media. I mean, come on. Is that, is that where journalism has gone in the years <laughs> since I left it? People are on the ground. They're in places. They can submit stuff, and that's all well and good. But we also know that you know Google also feeds in <clears throat> YouTube results into the search results, and wraps it around news. So, I mean, there's going to, unless they're really on top of this, there's going to be ways that I'm no doubt we're going to get spammed 
Uh, there's, it's wrought with problems. I agree with you. As we were discussing earlier, there's a few different issues that need to be addressed here. First of all, uh, you know, the idea, we've already seen what happens when Google starts to include what it feels is a trusted definition uh, for certain questions like, uh, you know, when uh, does God exist or stuff like that. We've seen some great uh, posts recently by Gray Wolf, uh, Michael Gray, sort of highlighting uh, the lunacy that exists behind the system that is somehow ranking uh, some questions as being, you know, the right question to give or the right answer for, you know, the absurd question in the search box. Secondly, Google News has some work to do on its own uh, in terms of providing the most relevant content. Uh, we've seen some reputable, quote-unquote, news sources appear and start to appear fairly frequently within Google News that, frankly, uh, have a lot of editorial improvements that they could undertake uh, in order to provide better news. And, and the last thing I want to bring up is that, you know, with UGC, um, we're bringing in subjectivity. So if there's a subject that's specifically uh, like a tinderbox, something like the Ferguson uh, events or, you know, this horrible event that happened in South Carolina last week, uh, you know, you're going to have potentially... Uh, in the case of South Carolina, you could have some racist sympathizers come in and provide a news report from there that could be featured uh, if it's not caught properly, right? And then that brings into play who are these people that Google's going to choose to decide if the content is worthy of being featured as a theoretically impartial news. Now, if YouTube... Uh, doesn't mind the fact that it's going to be going from each extreme uh, in terms of the types of reporting and the sentiment of the reporting, then fine, by all means, go for it. But keep in mind, it's not as easy as if you're like Fox News or something and everyone expects you to be very conservative or right-wing, or and if you're you know MSNBC and you're expected to be the other way in your reporting. So I think those are three of the most major issues that come to mind uh, you know, when, when this planning is discussed. Oh, exactly. You know, you're going to have people holding, you know, video cameras that, you know, where the police are pushing back at, you know, at, at protesters or whatever. But on the other hand, you, you didn't see all the stuff that led up to it or where, you know, the police are actually helping. So, you know, I mean, like you said, pick and choose. You know, generally in certain situations, you're going to get a lot more of the, oh, my God, they shouldn't be doing that type thing as opposed to anything that may support it. So it's going to be tough. You know, to curate that on any fair level is going to be extraordinary. Now, the other, now the other story. Said, uh, that being said, I want to just quickly uh, let anyone from Google and YouTube listening know that I'm happy to be one of those curators. <laughs> 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 I want to curate everything to do with uh, changes in the forex industry yeah there uh, you go talk about talk about suddenly getting a nice income flow i mean that's curator job that'll be like getting tenured if you know oh, exactly <laughs> now the other th interesting google treat was uh last week google penalized thumbtack the uh google capital funded company for unnatural links lo and behold the penalty got reversed and you know in a few days, and yeah, there's been a bit of the hue and cry. Week. Remember, we, we talked about that last week, and that's not uncommon that big brands get let back in. But I know you're coming to a different part of the story, but I just want to qualify. If anyone wants to hear more about that Thumbtack uh, 
make sure you listen to the episode from uh, 617 uh, or 618, uh, it would have been, I guess, uh, 16. It's interesting that Search Engine Land, you know, covered and said that, you know, you've got to write a really good reconsideration letter. It's just like, okay, you know, if you're going to put out a great reconsideration request, it may get you back faster into the uh, Google search results, you know, which means Well, that in the case, but let's be honest here, and let's pretend we're all the parties involved. What if Thumbtack was using a specific vendor to do what got them busted, and they, in their reconsideration request, wrote A, we told the vendor we were firing them. B, we told them we weren't firing them until they undid everything that they did. And C, here's the proof that they undid everything they did. So in that case, what else can Google say other than, okay, you can come back in because you fired the people responsible and they undid everything they did. Would that be fair? I mean, do you think that's fair or not? Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. And what it did show up, however, and I've heard this conversation around the tracks uh, is that it's a little easier to actually get back into the search results when you have a manual action taken against you than if you just get caught in the algorithm shifts or, you know. Good point. And that article, I did read that article, and I think Danny does a great job uh, sort of getting into a little bit more of the detail on that one in, in regards to, uh, or maybe I'm thinking the other Search Engine Land article where Danny goes into some more details around uh, the... Uh, box, I think, at the top of the search results or something. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's something. And in closing, I think everyone out there, uh, LinkedIn just bought lynda.com. And if you've been working online for any length of time, I'm sure you've come across lynda, L-Y-N-D-A.com. Uh, they've been bought by LinkedIn, which is a smart move on their part because, you know, it'll, provide them a platform to help that you know the users and they're giving away a 21 free act 21 day free access so if there's been a time when you've gone and said oh i don't really have the money to be able to afford to pay for linda right now if you go over now through linkedin you can get 21 days of free access and frank do you want to quickly provide uh, uh the synopsis of what lynda.com is about yeah, they're, they've been around forever. They initially started out uh, doing a lot of stuff in relationship to design work. You know, they, they were really good with Photoshop tips and, you know, how to do filters and, you know, website design in, information. And as the years grow, they just constantly kept adding different things. And, I mean, they, there's SEO stuff in there now. You know, they're... It's a pretty broad base of, of things that they, they provide for. And uh, well, well respected. They have great stuff on, you know, whether it's Microsoft uh, Office, whether it's WordPress, whether it's uh, learning about SEO essentials, you know, uh, After Effects, uh, app development, photography. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's so a it's really good resource. Okay, and, and, and from the SEO perspective, what is the best part about the marriage with LinkedIn? What do you think LinkedIn did this for if, you know, there was an SEO hat on? Well, I think, yeah, I, I think more than and just purely an SEO thing, I think it's, 
you know, the user experience. LinkedIn wants to, you know, keep itself forefront and be able to provide services that they see that all of their, their users are doing. You know, it's a smart play. You know, you, if you've got a LinkedIn account, you're, you're at least a little more tech savvy than the average person. You know, you're aware of, of you know, the networking that can be done. And, um, you know, it, they've got a lot of companies over there. And, and it's like, hey, we know that you're aware of this service. You may as well, because, you know, you got the premium LinkedIn, and now they'll be able to just add to the value of that. So, yeah. You know, I would think that it's going to add to their job training and job skills, uh, semantic strength. Yeah. Uh, in terms yeah. of the site as a whole, if it's married under a single domain, especially. Well, listen, we got to call it a day. It's been a great discussion. I've now seen the sunlight again. I made it through the downpour. And I thank everyone, uh, along with you, Frank. Uh, this is Chris Boggs with SEO Rockstars. Uh, check us out next week. We'll be back. Have a great week. See you, man. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a 